Welcome to the first 2022 edition of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, it's a new year, and we all hope it will be a better one than the past one. As in any turn of a new year, along with new hopes comes a pile of lists of the 10 best of this and the 10 worst of that. Don't worry, that's not happening on today's program. But it might be worthwhile to look at a few things that, with COVID, wildfires, and lots of other things taking up the headlines, may have slipped by for many of us without much notice, but nonetheless may merit some of our attention. Here are a few items that may fill that bill. Verizon, for example, has begun two new initiatives for users of its mobile phone service called Custom Experience and Custom Experience Plus. What? You're a Verizon cellular phone user and somehow you didn't hear about these new programs? Well, that sometimes does happen in our corporate tech world. If you don't know about the new Custom Experience program, you may not know either that you're already part of it. That's right, Verizon automatically enrolled all its users in the new program rather than asking them if they wanted to be included. You know, it's the old, you've got to opt out of being part of this rather than you can opt in if you're interested. If you happen to somehow find the proper web page in the verizon.com website, and if you scroll down to the end, you'll find this, quote, what choices do I have about the custom experience programs? You will be part of the custom experience program unless you opt out. You can opt out using the privacy preference page on the My Horizon site or the privacy setting page within the My Verizon app. End quote. At this point, Verizon cellular users may be wondering just what this program that they've been included in without much or any notice is all about. Well, from the same web page, quote, your participation in our custom experience programs helps us personalize our communications with you, give you more relevant product and service recommendations, and develop plans, services, and offers that are more appealing to you. For example, if we think you like music, we could present you with a Verizon offer that includes music content, or provide you with a choice related to a concert in our Verizon Up Reward program." End quote. Sounds pretty good, uh, but how does Verizon know how to personalize their communication with its users? How do they know if a particular user likes music? Quote, Custom Experience uses information about the websites you visit and the apps you use on your mobile device to help us determine your interests, such as sports lover or outdoor enthusiast." End quote. Ah, if you happen to find that sort of watchfulness a bit disconcerting, especially since you never asked for it, it might be worth checking out www.verizon.com slash support slash Verizon dash custom dash experience dash programs dash FAQs. So you can find out how to turn this supposedly swell news service off. We'll put the link to this Verizon info on the page for today's program in the public affairs archive at www.weru.org. Meanwhile, a big theme throughout 2021 has centered around the term 
misinformation. And efforts have been made to find out just how big a problem people think that misinformation is. It turns out the answer is a very big problem. According to an AP NORC poll from early fall of 2021, 95% of those polled say that misinformation has been a problem when they're trying to access information. About half say the government's part of the problem, but two-thirds or so implicate social media as a big part of the misinformation problem. It's also interesting to note, despite this overwhelming concern about social media as a source of misinformation, a very big percentage of people nonetheless seem to use social media sites as news sources. So reports the Pew Center for Research in a poll conducted in late summer of 2021. Quote, a little under half, 48%, of U.S. adults say they get news from social media often or sometimes. End quote. And where do they go for news in the social media sphere? Quote, in a separate question, asking users of 10 social media sites whether they regularly get news there, about a third of U.S. adults, 31%, say they get news regularly on Facebook, while about one in five Americans, 22%, say they regularly get news on YouTube. Twitter and Instagram are regular news sources for 13% and 11% of Americans, respectively. End quote. People could probably be forgiven for scratching their heads a bit after noting that almost all Americans are concerned about misinformation and an overwhelming percentage identify social media as not doing a good job in restricting misinformation, and yet about half of folks in the country still go to social media sites regularly to access news. Obviously, one of life's unsolved mysteries. And finally, in what some may see as a more heartening 2021 development, Twitter has instituted a policy allowing individuals to ask Twitter to take down media of themselves, photos or videos, that were put online at Twitter without their permission. This expands Twitter's existing privacy policy that forbids putting up things like, quote, home addresses or physical location information via GPS that's considered private, identity documents, including government-issued IDs and social security or other national identity numbers, contact information, including non-public personal phone numbers or email addresses, financial account information, including bank account and credit card details, and other private information, including biometric data or medical records." End quote. That sounds pretty inclusive. So why this media addition to an already robust privacy policy? Quote, there are growing concerns about the misuse of media and information that's not available elsewhere online as a tool to harass, intimidate, and reveal the identities of individuals. Sharing personal media, such as images or videos, can potentially violate a person's privacy and may lead to emotional or physical harm. The misuse of private media can affect everyone, but can have a disproportionate effect on women, activists, dissidents, and members of minority communities." End quote. 
There are, of course, limits to this type of policy that have to respect the First Amendment when the press is involved, and legal case law exceptions for public figures. But for the rest of us, Twitter's expanded policy may wind up being one of the few tech bright spots in an otherwise not very bright year. We'll be hoping for more good tech news stories in 2022, but good or not so good. We'll do our best to keep up with tech developments that affect our everyday lives right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs> <laughs>